Bismillah walhamdulillah wa salatu wa salamu ala Sayyidina Muhammadin wa ala alihi wa sahbihi wa man walah. Imam al-Nawawi's Riyadu al-Saliheen is an immensely blessed hadith collection that has been cherished by Muslims for over seven centuries. In this series, Sheikh Yahya Rodas gives brief commentary on each of the hadiths in this collection, helping us to follow the sunnah of our beloved messenger, sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Bismillahir Rahmanir Rahim. Alhamdulillahi Rabbil Alameen wa afdal as-salat wa atamu taslim ala Sayyidina Mawlana Muhammadan wa ala alihi wa sahbihi wa sallam ajma'in. Subhanaka la ilma lana illa ma'alamtana inna kanta alimun hakim. Wa la hawla wa la quwata illa billahi al-alil azim min kitab ala salihin. Bi Sayyidina Imam al-Nawi rahimahullahu ta'ala wa nafa'ana bi ulumi fil dalin ameen ila anqal. Hadith number 63. This is hadith number 63. And Anasin radiallahu anhu qal innukum anasir radiallahu anhu you commit such actions which you consider more insignificant than a strand of hair. Whereas during the time of the Messenger of Allah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam we used to consider them to be among the intensely destructive, the mubiqat. So this is narrated by Sayyidina Anas and this is a hadith. Oftentimes that you find that included in the hadith are statements of the Sahaba. And because that they took from the Prophet ﷺ and witnessed the Prophet ﷺ legislating various matters, they learned from him and he taught them ﷺ, then that from their perspective they also say words of benefit. So in this particular hadith is that he is addressing those who are known as the mutasahirina fil a'mal, those who end up doing things that shouldn't be done, but deem those things to be not a big deal. And so he said to these people, innakum la ta'amaluna a'malan, that you take certain things lightly and are doing certain things. And then he gives them this metaphor, is that they, adak fi a'inukum in ashar. So we know that hairs are very fine. Literally, they are finer than your eyes, in your eyes, than a hair. So like a small little hair that's deemed to be something insignificant. Uh, and this is the way that he expressed it. But the point here is, is that you are uh, taking these particular things lightly. And then he said, <laughs> During the time of the Prophet we used to consider those things to be from the mubiqat. From a the muhlikat, the very major things that if you did them, they would destroy your deen. And so this is because of, as the commentators say, their state of heart that they learned from being in the presence of the Prophet ﷺ, their taqwa, their mindfulness of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, how much they knew Allah from being in the presence of the Rasul. ﷺ. And so there is a hadith that says. Don't look at the smallness of a sin. Look 
to add the greatness of the one that you are disobeying. So there could be what seems to be a small sin. But the advice here in this khabar is don't look at the smallness of the sin. But who, in fact, are we obeying? Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Look to the greatness of the one that you are. Look at the greatness of the one that you are disobeying. In a, another khabar, that the believer sees the, his sins as a mountain, even though Sakhar is literally a rock, but like you can imagine like a rock that's on a mountain about to fall upon you or a piece of the mountain about to topple on top of you. The believer sees his sins as a mountain that he's standing underneath it. A big rock's about to fall off and crush him. I.e., this is serious in there aware and they're worried and they're, they're doing their best to protect themselves. Whereas the disbeliever uh, sees his sins like a fly that just passes by his nose, that he just brushes away. Something that they just like, don't consider. Whereas the believer is very concerned about falling into a state of sin. Uh, so this hadith is teaching us to that uh, do our very best to avoid sin, but to also have true knowledge in a state of heart of khasha, know what is considered to be sin. And so then we become very careful about doing those various things. And they said this was one of the very first things to be lost from the early period was the ilm al-khasha, the knowledge of khasha, the fear of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, awareness, protecting ourselves from falling into things that are displeasing to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And then in hadith number 64, Nabi Hurairata radiallahu anhu and the Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam qal, inna Allah ta'ala yagar wa ghayratullahi ta'ala an yati al-mar'u ma harramallahu alayhi muttafakun alayhi wa ghayr bi fathil al-ghayn waslu al-anafah. So in this hadith that the Prophet said, Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, narrated by Abu Hurairah, Allah yaghar as ghayra, divine jealousy. And the divine jealousy of Allah is manifest when a person commits an act which Allah has made unlawful for him. So the word ghayra in Arabic is one of the ways of translating it is jealousy. Not in the sense of envy, being jealous of someone else, but jealousy in the sense of guarding someone, which is a valid meaning in the English language. Vigilance in maintaining or guarding something. So we tend to think of jealousy in another sense, but that's one of the valid meanings. And so when you say that a man has ghayrah, and he is jealous, that in the sense of he is doing what he needs to do to guard his family. And this is a noble quality that we're supposed to have. Unfortunately, that this has been lost in the modern world where you will just see someone walking with their spouse or with their family and they're dressed in totally inappropriate ways. Where's the ghayra? Where's the, the protective jealousy of the man over his family? Who he lets see them, who he lets talk to them. And unfortunately, this is strange to people uh, in this world, but they're the ones who are strange. 
uh, this is a beautiful religious quality. And one time when the uh, Sa'ad bin Mu'adh uh, that said something to the Prophet about what he would do that if he ever found a man with his wife, and the Prophet said, Sa'ad. Are you all amazed at the ghayra, the jealousy of Sa'ad? He says, Is I have more jealous ghayra than him. And wallahu aghir minni. And Allah that has that more divine jealousy than me. So obviously when we talk about ghayra of Allah, it's different than human beings. And all traits, just as we talk about the rahmah of Allah, it's different than the rahmah, the mercy of human beings. For us, then when we talk about ghayra, it's that that internal state of being that's displeased and that bothered by something that's transpiring and it causes us to prevent something outwardly. Uh, so when we talk about the attributes of Allah, that it's not described as the way that human beings have them. You talk about the ghaya, what is the result of uh, that particular thing. And here, that it's mana to prevent something just as a that jealous that man would prevent something from happening to one of his family members, for instance. Now, so that Allah Ta'ala has divine jealousy and that it manifests here in relation to what it is that he has made forbidden. So just as when it comes to human beings, that ghayra is protecting his family. And when it comes to Allah, we should not go near what he subhanahu wa ta'ala has made forbidden. Because that if we go near what Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has forbidden, just as in the dunya, that if you go near a family member of someone that has jealousy, that something's going to happen. You go near the uh, what Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has forbidden, it could lead to that punishment. And so what we take from this hadith ultimately is, is that to that distance ourselves from anything that would displease Allah wa ta'ala. And Imam Anai included this in the Bab al-Muraqabah, the chapter on vigilance, so that we can be vigilant about obedience to Allah ta'ala and avoiding that which displease our Lord subhanahu wa ta'ala. May Allah ta'ala give us tawfiq and to that bless us with every good. And yukhallakna bi akhlaq and Bless us to be able to take on the great character traits of our Prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam, and despite our time and what other people think is good, may we see good as good really is, and good is what our Prophet taught. Good is sallallahu alaihi wasallam, and whether or not people deem qualities to be good in our time or not, may that we deem to be the qualities that we know to be good because our Prophet taught us sallallahu alaihi wasallam, may we deem them to be good and may become a reality within us. Thank you for listening to one of Al-Maqasid's online educational offerings. Our mission at Al-Maqasid is to cultivate holistic learning environments rooted in knowledge, devotion, and service by providing full-time, part-time, online, and community programs. For more information, please visit our website at almaqasid.org and connect with our other online content at almaqasid.org backslash connect.